Have you ever been with someone who's addicted to drugs or alcohol or porn? Are you afraid that you might repeat the same patterns again? You should be. My name is Tracy Malone, and I want to talk to you today about how to protect yourself from repeating patterns with people with addiction issues. So many times victims of a narcissistic abuse in relationships, deal with infidelity, deal with porn addiction, often drugs or alcohol. So I want to share this story. We're going to start with the case of Lori. Um, her ex was addicted to porn and um, it ultimately broke up her marriage. He was terrible to her and they tried therapy. They tried everything that they could, but the issue was mixed with his entitlement and narcissistic traits that he wasn't able to get rid of the drug of choice, which in his case was porn. When we've been dating narcissists, um, or, or when we've been with a narcissist, I should say, um, we have to have a, like a, a spidey sense about listening to what people say. Because as you know, narcissists make up a story, a mask, based on what you tell them you're looking for. So if you are about to go out dating, you have to watch what you're saying, right? Um, Lori went out to date again, and she found a man, and she really liked him. They just clicked, and they hit it off on texting and the calls that they went to, and eventually she started to meet him. And on their second date, she hadn't told them him yet about her husband's porn issues, but on date two, he took the opportunity to confess that porn also broke up, or not also because she didn't tell him yet, but that porn had broken up his marriage. And that was just six months ago. And like, I'm not saying this guy is a narcissist, but boy, that's something in common, right? And it's not exactly in common because it's his addiction, not his spouse's, like Lori's. Her husband was addicted. This is him being the one with the addiction, right? Um, he claims that he told her because he wanted to be transparent, not have any secrets, and he wanted to build a relationship based on um, trust. And he explained that he was working on it. He was in treatment, and he had heard her say that her ex had lied to her. So he didn't want to start out by lying. He wanted to test the waters of her acceptance and be completely transparent because cut bait now. If this is going to be a problem for you, I'll tell you now. And let's see if she can handle it. And again, he didn't know that her husband had this addiction problem as well. And he was being open. I mean, points for that. I'll give you that he was being open. I work with people, victims of narcissistic abuse. So I see things through the spidey lens of not trusting until you're proven trustworthy, right? Um, She had already dealt with all of the emotional stuff from the porn and the dishonesty. And so she didn't know what to do when he said that. But what do you think? Was it too early to tell her on date two? The fact that he was being open and honest, like it touched her heart. She needed honesty, right? She told him that she needed honesty and he was giving her that. In fact, that night after telling her, he sent her flowers as a thank you gift for her understanding. 
I go red flag, <laughs> um, you know, uh, love bombing, just seal the deal. Don't get any more questions asked. Again, we don't know if this person was a narcissist, um, but I do know that she was a prime supply falling into a situation that was familiar to her. But yet this little tiny speck of, of him being honest ingratiated her to him. And um, he instantly earned two trust steps, like by confessing, right? One for honesty and one for working on it, neither of which her ex had ever done. So um, she saw this fast confession as a trustworthy moment. I personally see it as an opportunity to ask better questions. Um, and the fact that she didn't ask more questions is what gets people trapped in the same situation. Instead of taking their word for words and just going, this is the law, they said it, it must be true, ask questions. Addiction is addiction. So right now we're talking about a porn addiction, but it could be alcohol, it could be drugs. It's the same theory, okay? So addiction is addiction, we have to remember that. Um, her and I worked on some questions and um, I wanna share them with you. And again, think in this line for whatever the situation is that you are dealing with. Um, let's see, how long have you been in treatment would have been a good question. Like, is this from last week? Um, what does treatment look like? What kind of things is he going to? What kind of things is he doing to work on it? Going to a therapist once a week or going to uh, porn addiction meetings? What does it look like? You need to understand how much of his time is actually dedicated to this recovery, right? Asking him how long he'd been addicted to porn. How did it affect your marriage, right? Like, did you try to work on it during your marriage? Because if he's trying to work on it now, did he work on it then and it didn't work? You want to find out that detail. You know, what did you go to therapy with you and your wife? How did that look like? Or even how did you decide to get help? That must have been hard. How is your recovery going? Um, how often did you watch porn? You know, do you always think about it? Like, is it there always in your mind, like an alcoholic who sees a drink and can feel it and go, oh God, it's, it's tempting, right? You need to know this. Um, one of the questions I suggested was, what type of porn does he watch? And, you know, she was very uncomfortable wanting to ask that question but thankfully she did and i'll tell you that in a second um another thing that would have been an, an important thing would be how does porn affect your expectations with a sexual partner she battled that you know her ex-husband wanted her to do things she wasn't comfortable with um he had expectations that she was going to do what a porn star would and and that was what was breaking up the marriage she felt you know violated it wasn't what she wanted so learning about how this affects him and how it affected his last relationship, what he's done to work on it there and why it didn't work, it's going to help him help you understand exactly what you're dealing with. And, um, you know, just still struggle with those urges or how about this one? How did the porn addiction like hurt your life? Can you see how it's helped you or not? <laughs> um, once Lori and I spoke after she asked more questions, um, he turned out to not be as open as he first was. And he actually got angry with her. Now, this was a few weeks later. And, you know, out of context, the first time 
he wasn't really willing to answer questions. She didn't ask him, but here she was going, got some questions for you. And it angered him. Red flag, right? If he was open and opaque, then why aren't you now? Now that I've actually had time to think about it, was I just supposed to accept what you said and never have another question? Red flag, right? Um, so basically, his answers were that he couldn't break the habit. And as much as he tried, it was short lived. They were short little, I could get better for a little while. When she asked the question of what kind of porn um, he liked, well, he likes it all. One of his favorite, like, extra special dessert treats is young girls. When she heard that, her heart sank down to the ground. How could she have been allowing this man now for a couple months to be around her little girls? She didn't even know that factor. That would have been like a game changer, right? Now, it doesn't mean like he was sort of into the conversation about talking about it after he started opening up. So he, she was able to extract that. Most of the time, you're not going to hear that come out of them because there's like going to get a reaction, right? I see his confession as such a manipulation, right? Um, again, narc lenses, I can see it that way. Um, but I see it in this way, right? His confession was a trap to test her loyalty to his journey and to see what her reaction was going to be, right? Um, if you think about it, now every time they have a fight, if this becomes an issue, all he has to say is, I told you, now you're going to judge me. That's almost how it was when she came back with the questions, right? Um, this should have been such a red flag, you know, right at the beginning. She'd been through this. It was fresh on what had just happened and imploded a 10-year marriage, right? If she had said something at that point of finding out the first day and went, you're working on it, great. Here are some questions. It's almost like an interview. Do these things make sense? Um, are you getting the answers that you need? Is he really opaque as he was on that first confession? As this guy wasn't on, on you know, when she finally did bring up these things. Test them. She saw his anger for the first time. Had she seen that and pushed him on date two, maybe there wouldn't have been a date three. She would have saved herself that time and heartache because now she was emotionally attached to this guy and it hurt more. I work with victims of abuse all the time and this sort of thing happens. And whether it's an addiction to porn, as I said, um, or alcohol, drugs, right? Where are they? What does recovery look like? How often do you go to meetings? What do you need to know, right? She thought she could handle the addiction because the honesty was something she didn't have before. She already knew what to do with the addiction. She thought she didn't know what she was walking into. Um, she coped her way through terrible times. She didn't really like manage it. It was managing her and, and to the point of ruining her marriage, right? The moral of the story is ask questions. Just don't take their word for it. I don't care, narc or not. Protect yourself from situations that may repeat patterns. If someone throws up a red flag to something that triggers you, something that was like your ex or something you just don't want any part of, ask more questions and um, just protect yourself. It's time to 
put your needs first. This is not selfish or narcissistic. This is self-preservation. So you don't repeat the same patterns. If you ask enough questions, the truth will come out. And if they are bothered by your question, the truth came out. Ding, ding, ding. Gotta go, sir, right? This is just a lesson for all of you who are out there struggling with something like this. I hope it helps. Ask more questions. This is Tracy Malone. I am the founder of NarcissistAbuseSupport.com and the author of that book, Divorcing Your Narcissist. You can't make this shit up. Yay! If you need some help, I'm here. Visit my website. I coach people all over the world. The map behind me, they're everywhere. It is so cool to be able to help someone on the other side of the world. So if you're struggling with this, please ask questions. Make a list before you go. What do you need to know? These questions I gave you are examples. Don't make the mistake that she did and get your heart broken a second time, repeating the same patterns that he actually told you right from the beginning. Don't take that openness as trustworthy. Trust is built with thousands of trustworthy moments. Keep that in mind and don't give away your trust card. They can get a point, a trust point if you would, but don't give them trust. I trust them. This is Trace Malone. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Where's off?